everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we are very excited today because we have as our guest, our very first interview, one of our favorites in all of Hallmark world. <laughs> we have writer Nina Wyman here with us for the fourth time. You're a four timer. Can you believe it? This is my fourth. I thought it was my third. <laughs> You're fourth. Yeah. I'm so happy you guys keep wanting to talk to me. I'm I so know. used to nobody caring what I have to say. That's, <laughs> how, that's why it is in my house. So <laughs> no, we, I mean, not only do we love you, but we also, our audience also loves you. They Aww. look forward to it, uh, to having awesome. you on. And, and yes, Nina was our very first guest. And, uh, so she, <laughs> she helped us, uh, refine our, interviewing skills. So hopefully, at least me. Uh, so hopefully each interview is a little better. Let's hope. All right. I don't know. <laughs> They're all great, always fine to say. <laughs> but how always have you been? Good. Yeah. Good. Last time really we, busy. Yeah. Last time we talked to you was, I think, last November, if I'm not mistaken. Is that, I think was last it time. Before, probably before the Christmas movie? Yeah. So yeah. how, was, how was your holidays? It was great. It yeah. was really good. I mean, it was busy. I spent uh, Christmas at my in-laws rewriting Flip That Romance. Like that was my whole holiday was I just rewrote that movie from top to bottom in two weeks wow. right before they started um, prep for it. Wow. So. Um, that was, that was my holiday pretty much, but it was nice. It was, we were back in Pennsylvania and, uh-huh. um, you know, the work doesn't stop just because it's the holidays. Yeah. I think I just put that in a script, that actual line, the work doesn't stop <laughs> just because it's the holidays. <laughs> well, you know, that's what I was saying about this countdown to summer thing, because I, it, it, they, they, I feel like they needed to make one of the stories about a, a teacher, like a real teacher, uh, because they're the only people counting down to summer. Right. Everybody else is just normal day. <laughs> or moms. I mean, I was I guess, yeah, down the summer. We, my kids got out of school yesterday and I was so ready for it because all week was like, this one had a pizza party and that one had like a farewell, you know, this and a <laughs> jump rope-a-thon. My daughter did like a jump rope performance. I mean, it was just like every day it was something and a volunteer thank you breakfast. And I was like, I have to work. I can't. I'm ready for all of these things to be done. <laughs> but that's still involving school. Yes, it is. Right? And so <laughs> it was like the countdown to summer's concept is flawed. I think that they should uh, do a uh, pause and purrs month. Wouldn't that be perfect for Hallmark? Pause and purrs. Pause oh, and purrs. Wow. Just all about, like, you know, yeah. dogs and cats movies. Oh, yeah, because there's always dogs and cats movies. <laughs> that's right. And um, they could really cute. pump the whole rescue thing. It would be perfect. Yeah. That's a cute idea. <laughs> but like anyway, it. so yeah, <laughs> that's the same. It's, I mean, we're working harder than ever uh, during the holidays. <laughs> My family talked about going on a vacation. I was like, I can't go on a vacation in December. Are you nuts? <laughs> What's going on? Christmas movies and two of them are Hanukkah. <laughs> I know we're going to talk about that, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, but <laughs> I was curious because I, if I did, if I counted right, I think that Flip That Romance was your fifteenth movie for Hallmark. To air to, to air oh, to air. 
what I counted you know, from backyard wedding. It's terrible that I don't. I'm. I don't know. I know that I'm on the ones that I'm working on that I'm writing right now. I'm on like twenty seven total. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's um, amazing across all of my movies. Like I, I wrote a one for ABC Family years ago, one for um, years ago. But mm-hmm. um, I have like eight that. I'm working on that haven't aired yet or that aren't done or in, in, in different stages of development right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm curious of eight movie. since 2010, your first movie for Hallmark that you wrote backyard wedding. I'm curious. That's almost a decade, which is amazing. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> You're incredible. Thank uh-huh. you. Yeah. It's and my 10 year, it's my 10 year anniversary of selling my first movie because it was 2009. That's when I sold the first one. That's incredible. And so I was just curious, uh, kind of looking back a decade, how is, do you feel like your writing has changed and how do you feel like Hallmark has changed? So definitely my writing has, has changed in that the more you do it, the better you get at it. Mm. And, you know, I, I've, if I've written, you know, 27 movies in 10 years and each movie has maybe four to five drafts. I mean, it's, that's like a huge amount of scripts that I've finished and turned in. And, and so it's, I, I'm not going to do math because I can't do math. It's not in my brain. I'm a writer, but you know, it's well over a hundred um, drafts. Yeah. And just that's the one thing that I always say to writers or aspiring writers is the more you do it, the better you get. And so it's, I've definitely improved and I'm definitely able to get to the heart of things a little bit quicker than before, because you just know how to economize the dialogue and maybe not overwrite too much and just get to the point. Um, so that's, but I still just got notes on this movie and it was like, we need to get to the point here, you know? So it's like, a, you don't, you never perfect it. You just mm-hmm. get better and better and better the more you do. And um, I really think for Hallmark, their volume has gotten so, um, so much bigger than when I first started. When I first started, there they weren't doing this many originals and a lot of it was with Larry Levinson um, in the early days. So now that they're, sorry about the construction noise, I have my electrician here putting in lights. Um, as they've gotten more, um, more volume and now it's not all, only Larry Levinson, you get to work with all different producers with all different perspectives and they have a lot more executives now. So it's just learning everybody's taste and perspectives and trying to figure out doing something for this executive is not necessarily the same way that you get your point across to this executive. So it's a lot, it's, it's, it's changed and it's not bad. It's not a bad thing because I, you learn from every single one of them, the producers and the executives and the different people that that you're working with along the way, but it has, it has changed just in the sheer volume mm-hmm. of what they do. Their formula it, it, and the brand, it has been what it is since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that stuff is like, the more you do, the better you get at recognizing what is on brand and what's not going to fly too. Did you find it hard to go back and watch your old ones? 
or do you do you get a sense of certain nostalgia about it but or do you just find them like oh I should I wish I could have done this or I wish I could have whatever I don't have time (laughs) and watch them I've been like I started watching Game of Thrones which my (laughs) husband has been trying to get me to watch with him for years Uh and I'm on the treadmill <laughs> I watch everything on the treadmill in the morning on my phone because you know Game of Thrones is like put on this earth to be watched like on a giant screen and I'm watching it on a screen this big <laughs> it's like that is when I watch TV like when I'm working out in the mornings I just don't have time I, I know. never watch during the day and by the time I'm done working at you know six seven o'clock I have to spend time with my kids get my kids to bed and then I'll go to watch tv and I fall asleep yeah <laughs> it's, it's true I do not watch almost anything that doesn't have to specifically relate to a podcast I was I was very proud of myself that I finished uh, the uh, season of uh, Victoria this last season of Victoria because the show I love uh, but I don't know usually I just have a hard time fitting in because I have so many movies that I go to for my other channel and my right. beat on Rotten Tomatoes and then I you know I have there's just not enough time because television especially just takes up so much time but uh, I try to watch every other Hallmark movie that airs just because uh I want to first of all I have a lot of friends who Mm -hmm. are in this Hallmark family and I want to support them I want to support this company that's been so good to me but also I want to know okay this has been done so don't do that you know Or, or just to see um don't pitch this kind of idea because they just did it. Like I want to know mm-hmm. everything that's going on there. I feel like that is part of my job is to be educated on what else they're doing, not just my stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you watch other sort of other brands or do you just have time just to do the homework? Ones? I mean, I try again. It's like anything that I can watch on the treadmill. Like yeah. that's my, that's my thing. Cause I've been going to the gym a lot and every, anything I can watch on the treadmill. So it's like if they put it on Hulu or Netflix or, yeah. um, because I can watch stuff on their websites with my cable provider. I can just watch things on mm-hmm. like I could go to Freeform's website or whoever's website. I watched that R. Kelly documentary on Lifetime's oh, website. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like that kind of stuff. Um, but it's all it's all while working out. Yeah. That's, that is like help me be better about working out is that's my time where I get to catch up on everything and know what's out there. Yeah. I need to follow your example. (laughs) It's been so great because that's like my treat to myself is I get to watch. And now that I'm into game of Thrones and I'm on season four and my husband again is so mad because for years he's like, I've been trying to get you to watch the show. (laughs) And one morning I went to the gym and I was thinking, I got to, I want to watch something. I'm I'm done with whatever else I was watching. So I'm going to start on something new. And I said, I'm going to watch the pilot of game of Thrones and just see. Because it was yeah. right around the finale and everybody was talking about it. I was like, what am I missing? <laughs> so, Well, be careful. Because according to basically almost everybody I know, it doesn't end well. Yeah, I've heard I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> but I'm also like, they watched what I'm watching four years ago. I'm watching it yeah. all at once. Right. So I, maybe I won't be as... 
I don't know. I don't, I don't have as much time to have conversations about it and get yeah. as invested as people got because I'm just streaming it. Studio. Yeah. It is a different experience. I, when I talked to, uh, cause I was devastated by the end of, uh, how I met your mother. I hated it with a passion and uh, I invested nine years, you know, watching the show and oh, it was so disappointing to me, but <laughs> my friends who just stream, who just binge watched it on uh, Netflix they were not as disappointed because they didn't have the same investment as, as I did. Right. Uh, I mean, and there are some people who genuinely liked it. I don't understand those people, but, <laughs> but I did notice a very different response from the people who binge watched it versus okay. the fans invested like over the years. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> That's what people were saying, like with Downton Abbey, like I, yeah. I I'm going to watch Downton Abbey and people were saying, if you binge it, it's sort of a different experience. Yeah, I think that's true. I love, I'm so excited for the Downton Abbey movie. It's- I'm going to watch that one. I think I might watch Downton Abbey next after yeah. I'm done with Game of Thrones, but that, that'll be like 2029 because I have so many. I'm only in season four. <laughs> it's really good. I have a long Especially list. Especially the first two seasons are really good. But it's, I find that in television shows, that most shows have two good seasons. That's yeah. kind of my theory. Like, I feel like the writers and the people have two good seasons. And then it, on a really good show, they might have four. And then, like, if it goes longer than that, they'll have, like, intermittently intermittently good episodes but i don't know i the just very rare <laughs> it's because of regime changes like writers will leave or they'll yeah. um things will change as far as like on series you know by the time you get to season four uh you know creator of a show may have gotten like an overall deal and wants to start their next pilot or whatever and they leave and somebody else takes over and I don't know. I wonder yeah. if, I wonder how much of it has to do with that. The best show as far as maintaining consistency, in my opinion, was ER. ER managed to switch casts all the time, yeah. managed to switch, you know, writers, whatever. Uh, and it just always was good, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. It always was good. I watched the first, I don't know, maybe three, four seasons of ER, but then I didn't, I, I, I don't know why I stopped. Yeah, probably just you're so busy I watched, writing. I watched like the first four seasons and then I stopped and I don't know yeah. why I stopped. Yeah. Uh, but they were managed to able to just have, I mean, I guess it makes sense because you're dealing with a hospital and stuff like that, but uh, as opposed to like a family show, which is a lot right. harder to right. swap people out. Uh, but, um, but anyway, that's kind of my theory is you're probably better off just watching two seasons of every show. <laughs> what, what do you think is different between writing these uh, non-Hallmark movies, we're going to talk about your two today, uh, for, I mean, non-Hallmark, what do you think is different between writing your non-Christmas movies for Hallmark yeah. versus your... I don't have any non-Hallmarks. Your holiday no. films. Non-Christmas versus Christmas? Yes. Um... <sighs> the formula is the same uh-huh. you know it still follows the same structure um but for christmas movies 
it's got to be all about the season and how the season indicates these characters arcs like what the spirit of the season does to them as opposed to and why it's christmas that makes them fall in love and the activities and and the the camaraderie of Christmas and how it makes that that's what brings these two people together. Christmas always has to be like very much front and center. And uh, it's funny. I told the bubbly sesh girls, um, I had an interview with Jackson Shaw a couple weeks ago. And what, what I, they always say is no matter how much you put in the movie, they will still say it needs more Christmas. It needs more Christmas. <laughs> There's not enough Christmas. Yeah. Okay. All right. We need a snowman or something. We need a snowman scene. We need a snowball fight. We need, we need something a little more Christmassy in here. Uh But, um, you know, I've been working on the Hanukkah movie. One of the two. Yeah. This is so exciting. I just got notes from the network yesterday on that one and they're very happy with it. They feel like it's fun and different. And so I'm really excited about it because it is, I mean, it's still a a Christmas movie with elements of Hanukkah in it, you know, but it's just, it's been fun to write because it's just a little different. It's, it's something that when, whenever I'm writing a Christmas movie, I'll go, what haven't we seen yet? Like what hasn't been done yet? And there's just nothing. It's so hard to find anything that hasn't any Christmas activity that hasn't been done. Right. And so having the Hanukkah stuff is fun because it's a little different and it's, it's not preachy in any way it's just the same way that the christmas movies are just about the holiday and the spirit of it and family that's what the hanukkah movie is too that is so cool i'm really looking forward to that because i think you're right like these tropes and these things that we've seen a million times in the christmas movies will by their nature feel i think a little bit fresher a little bit new because it's Hanukkah. I don't know. It'd just be something, something new, which yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to. Fun, given that you know you're Jewish, that must it just must be a fun thing to kind of finally be talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's fun, but I, you know, I'm married to a Christian, so we yeah. do both. We celebrate both, so it's, um, you know, I, I love, I love Christmas too, and. I always joke that I was the Jew who does Christmas because I write so many Christmas movies, but I think also because I never got it growing up. That's why I enjoy it so much because I always wanted it and I never got to have Christmas as a kid. And so now I get it and I get to have it for my kids and with my kids. And so it's important to me that we do both so that they experience both of our traditions. Yeah, definitely. Talk about Flip That Romance. Okay. And how did you come up with this idea of these so, flippers? This was not my original oh, idea. All right, you're right. Um, I was brought on to it right before it went into production. Um, I was brought on to do a production rewrite, um, which the network had a lot of notes from the last draft. But the idea and everything was these other writers. They came mm-hmm. up with it, and it was a really cute idea. And I'm sort of obsessed, especially now that I'm doing this remodel in my house, I'm sort of obsessed with house flipping shows. And finally, my addiction came in handy. <laughs> like, I was able to. Like, I know nothing, but I can fake it. Yeah, because <laughs> I watch these shows, so I can be like, oh, it's a load-bearing wall, and I don't remember 
like I could, I could fake the, um, the lingo just because I watch these shows all the time and I love them so much, but, um, they came up with the idea about, um, exes flipping the two sides of a duplex and their idea was pretty much what you saw. Mm-hmm. The general idea, but I came in and I did what's called a page one rewrite and just just rewrote every. There were just certain things that needed to be tightened or more clear or understood more. They or it needed more humor here or stuff like that. So they um, brought me on, and I did a page one rewrite. And um, but they had that they came up with they did the hard part, which is coming up with the story. Mm-hmm. Is that hard for the the writers to, or are they kind of blase about it? You know, it's like this. There. Well, I don't know them. I don't know, but it's happened to me before. And yeah, how does that feel? You know, it's it never feels good getting taken off of something, um, but it's also sometimes on this one. I had done so many drafts and so many versions that. Um, it just needed fresh eyes yeah. and that was operation Christmas. And they brought on and they, and they also, at the same time, they were changing it to a drama. So they wanted, I had written a romantic comedy version and they wanted it to, and we wrote so many drafts of that movie because it just didn't work as a comedy, the subject matter and the military angle and everything. It just didn't work as a comedy. And that's why we couldn't quite crack that nut. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, it, it just, we couldn't get it right. And so then when they decided, you know what, this needs to be a drama and they brought on a drama writer, I understood because I had been through so many versions of it and couldn't get it to work that it really did need fresh eyes. It doesn't feel great where you're like, well, why don't you think I can do this? But at the same time, it needed Donald's touch. And so it's very much a a mix of the final version. It's very much a mix of, of you know all contributions but yeah that makes sense that's but it's my story i it's still my yeah Yeah. very cool that's really interesting well one thing that i was really impressed by by flip that romance is it felt believable that they were actually renovating this house uh whereas for instance love and design I want it, it. It just they did so little designing in that movie, and so like most of the time was spent away from the house. And this one, I it actually felt like they were renovating this house to me. I thought they did a good job with that. And so they had the duplex that we used the exterior, and they shot a little bit inside. The final result was inside the in actual duplex uh-huh. while they were demoing and everything. They shot on stages, and they built a replica. So that they could, you know, when he pounds through the wall, um, they, uh, they, that was a replica on the stage, right. on the stages. And Mark Jean, the director, who's so wonderful, and this is my third, well, Last Bridesmaids, my third movie with him. Um, Mark and um, Joel Rice and Scott Clayton, who are the producers, had a Bible. Basically, this Bible was, these are the stages of production we're in at each point of the story. So at this point of the story, we're on day eight. And day eight, 
it's only demo. And this point of the story, we've got this wall, this wall up and we're down to the studs. And this right. point of the story, I mean, they were so meticulous about it that it was really incredibly well done. Yeah. I think so too. It really felt like they were actually renovating these houses and uh, it, it just helped add to, it just made the movie better in my opinion. It did. Yeah. It did. It's still, it's one of my, my top 10 of this year so far. So. Oh good. Yay. Yeah. It was I, really, a really fun one. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm just curious, which of the two designs did you like best? So uh, hers was a little more me. Yeah. His like sort of like rusticy, you know, the the cabinets and stuff, that's not my design. Especially like right now as I'm redoing my kitchen. Yeah. And like that's I like definitely more contemporary, clean, simple, just sharp like it's like black with white with black countertops and you know, I like it very crisp. Yeah. I agree. Which you like? I agree. I liked hers better. <laughs> so the, the, the copper cabinets were interesting, but were my favorite. <laughs> yeah, it takes a certain kind of person to be able to pull that off in their house. Yeah, and I'm I not, so. <laughs> that is not me, yeah. um, but they were so good together too. And, yeah. and they were, they were just, they're delightful people and they had such good chemistry and it just when, you do one of these movies and it just becomes like a perfect storm of director, writer, cast, everything just meshes so well together. It, it always becomes one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I mean, it was an incredible cast. Cardi Wong. Amazing. We love him. Yeah. Uh, Fiona, so <laughs> yeah Fiona Vroom. You had Crystal Lowe yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, Pauline Egan had a brief role. I mean, it was just a really yeah. She fun. had she initially had more, and that it got cut down. But mm-hmm. I figured that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, really, we were joking that it was like they just listened to the Hallmarkies podcast to ca- cast the movie. All your faves, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people we had interviewed almost we hadn't interviewed we haven't interviewed Julie, but we interviewed Tyler, we interviewed Cardi, we interviewed. Uh, we interviewed Crystal, we interviewed Pauline. It was like there were a lot of people and yeah. you. So I don't know. We were joking about that. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes. So my favorite. It was great. Yeah. It was a good. They had really good chemistry. And I mean, I feel like Tyler Hines could have chemistry with like a beach ball. Like any <laughs> chemistry with anything. It's really, really great. And then when you meet him in person, he's equally as charming yeah. as he is on screen and you're just like you're a dreamboat he, <laughs> he really is <laughs> i know when i interviewed him i interviewed him before his first movie so i hadn't seen him in anything i was a little bit unsure whether he would fit in hallmark he was very charming but he was so chill he was so relaxed yeah. and just i don't know he just seemed a little bit different than <laughs> yeah well but i think it's been great and i think he's been great and he has been very swoon worthy in all these movies so he's he's done a really good job oh yeah yeah <laughs> for sure um so yeah, he's great. yeah. uh my favorite part what's that he's on the movie tonight yeah the, i know very much 
<laughs> they, they, they're doing a good job with those wedding march movies putting in last year andrew walker yeah <laughs> they want it to be like an anthology you know yeah. where every episode is a different wedding and it's a fun idea yeah. and then you still follow their storyline too it's like mm-hmm. fantasy island of weddings <laughs> Their, their stories is kind of bonkers, but, but yeah, and they have some fun stuff. But anyway, my favorite part of the whole movie, and I don't know if you wrote this or if they, if they did, but when, because most of the time the near kisses are kind of grown worthy to me because it's just like, it's nonsensical. Like, why would you let that little thing like stop you from kissing? <laughs> like what? Uh, and, uh, but this one, it was so great when they're eating, you know, and then, then they are talking, which the, that whole scene, that whole conversation was so good and so tenderhearted. And then they, mm-hmm. they're about to kiss and the phone rings and we're all like, Oh, <laughs> we're all groaning and watching and then they just go for it and i was like yes it was yeah. so good and then he answers the phone i'm like that's that's a sensical that makes sense that's what yeah. every human would do so it was so good i loved that so i had to fight for that yes i fought for that um they were like i don't know about the kiss there and everything and then um they were like okay let's do it let's try it and um and then the network flipped for it they were like i love that they still kissed anyway even though it was like (laughs) they were they were interrupted and i had the idea that i want to do an interrupted kiss that you think is going to be an interrupted kiss and they kiss anyway yeah and so when and i knew the audience was going to flip for that and so when um, when they let me do it, they were like, oh, do we want to go there? Do we want to go there? And the audience flipped for it. And then Bill Abbott, when he watched it, he was like, I love that. What a great moment. So I was, was like, so yeah, it worked. It was so good. I loved that moment. And like, I, I don't know if it's just a <laughs> Tyler Hine is just, uh, he, he's having these moments because I was also in Falling for You, which I loved on many levels. Uh, but when... <laughs> they have a similar scene in, in that movie where they get stopped by this like little sound, like nothing. It's just nothing. And then they just go for it. And it was <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I didn't yeah. remember that he had done that before. That's so funny. Cause I'd had that idea and I was like, I'm going to put this in a movie. And that was the next thing that I wrote. And I was like, Oh, this is the perfect place for that. Yeah. It's so good because it, it just, it makes sense. And it's just super, super romantic. Because by the way, if I want a guy to kiss me, a phone is not going to stop me. It's, I don't care how important it is. Yeah. If I want this guy that I've been pining after yeah. for now, probably 65, 70 minutes of a movie. If I want this guy to kiss me and my contractor calls me, I'm going to be like, I'll call him back. Yeah, yeah, that's what everyone let Tyler kiss. Let's just say that I'm gonna yeah. let him kiss me, and I'll call. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's just a really because in the I can't remember uh, it, the in falling for you, uh, it's actually Taylor's character that she's she, she's they're about to head back, and she's like. I can forget the guy's name, what Jake or whatever. And she's like, and then she goes, she's the one that sort of initiates like not having it be a, and I can't remember in full that room, which, which one, but it was just so like, it was so good. It was so great. And, uh, 
And <laughs> I don't know. I loved it. And, and, and we so glad it went. You don't get the kiss well. until like the last 30 seconds. And so this is just, it just makes the whole relationship more believable yeah. and more interesting. And it's just better. I love it. So <laughs> keep it up. Yeah. With the, uh, yeah. with that. But that, that was great. I think, yeah, I agree. everybody on Twitter I, went. Sometimes I do, they do let me. Yeah. Everybody nuts. on Twitter went nuts. Yeah. You should have seen <laughs> It was great. I was, I was watching. I was like, just wait, just wait. People were like, oh, I like this movie. I like this movie. I was like, just wait, just wait, just wait. I was live tweeting it. Yeah, it was so fun. I knew that people were going to go crazy because I, I, read the, I read the comments and I see when people are like, why do you only let them kiss in the last scene? I see that stuff and I see I'm looking also at what the audience wants so that I can put that in my movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm hoping because it, 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 uh, it, it, was, it was really fun. So then you have coming up, yeah. you have The Last Bridesmaid coming up and, uh, and this looks amazing. I, uh, the, the story looks fun, but this cast, oh my gosh, <laughs> why, why don't you tell everybody just a little bit about what The Last Bridesmaid is about? So The Last Bridesmaid is about this single girl who is actually okay being single. She's okay waiting for her, you know, whenever, when it happens, it happens. And she is the last of her girlfriends to be un- to still be unmarried last of her, of her friends and she's in everybody's wedding and she's a great bridesmaid and she meets at there's two weddings in the movie that she's a bridesmaid in and the first one she meets the videographer who ends up videotaping the stuff for all of the next wedding so he's throughout the entire um lead up to her friend's wedding that she She's going to be the maid of honor again. So um, they meet up and in the process, they inspire each other and they, they spar with each other a little bit at first because he always seems to have a camera in her face when she's putting food in her mouth. But they spar with each other a little bit at first and they have different outlooks on love. And then they realize that they're not as different as they seem. They both have dreams and they inspire each other to go after their dreams. Yeah. And they're so, so good together. Oh I mean, gosh. Paul and Rachel are, <laughs> they are, this is by far, Far and away, my favorite Rachel Boston performance. She's so, so good. And, you know, she's one of my dear friends. So I like, like just watching this and being a part trying to make this for so long was just a dream come true. And then I've been trying to um, get Paul Campbell in one of my movies forever. And so to finally be able to work with two of my really good friends with producers that we love with Mark Jean again on a movie that we've spent the last two years, Rachel and I developing together. It just was just all the stars aligned and the gods smiled down on us. And it just could not have been a more perfect experience Mm -hmm. and a more perfect movie it's oh, so much fun we're so excited we did uh we did a ring preview first two weddings preview we had a diamond ring gold band ring pop and a promise ring it was our rating for okay. how excited we were um and so we had diamond rings all around for oh, <laughs> good. 
I and think. How about the other movies? Are you <laughs> excited for the other movies? It looks like a fun lineup this year. Yeah, we were. I mean, we we have kind of a weird, strange relationship with the wedding march movies. They're kind of, I don't know, fascinatingly bad. You know, I don't know. It's just sort of. <laughs> At least we think the Olivia and Mick stuff is just so bonkers and weird yeah. that it kind of is entertaining on that level. Um, and yeah, we were pretty uh, pretty positive. We were a little disappointed in the uh, in the in the uh, harmony one, the music one that they uh, the the key of love or something that yeah. they didn't, in the previous show they didn't have any of the music, and they have three Broadway writers writing it, and they have a Broadway star in the lead. And then a yeah. guy from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So lots of singers. <laughs> like Supposedly yeah. there's two songs in it. And I just thought it was strange that they didn't have they any music. They may not have music shot in the, it yet. In the previous, yeah. They were shooting yeah. around the same time we were shooting. They were shooting at the same time we were doing our, um, the same time we were doing our movie. Mm. And it's it might not have been completed. They may not have had the footage. I mean, we had just shot the scene that they showed in that previous special oh wow That's and like amazing. they quickly they quickly edited it and then they had it to show but yeah. but it must have been incredible to have your bffs rachel boston and paul campbell i'm always watching your instagram i'm like me is living the best life ever <laughs> hanging out with paul and, and rachel and <laughs> It was so, it was just ideal. It was yeah. so fun. Yeah. I, I was really happy to finally get to work with them. Yeah. And uh, Jeremy Gilbert's in it as well, right? Yeah. Jeremy plays, you know, the other, the other man. Um, uh-huh. And, and he, he was in, uh, uh, in Destination Wedding. So that's fun. Yeah. So I already knew Jeremy and, um, and this adorable girl, Stephanie Bennett, who I did not know her work before, but she's really lovely in it. She plays uh, Rachel's cousin, who's the bride, and it's she's really cute. It's And it, again, it was Mark Jean and Joel Rice of the same team that did Love at First Dance, Flip This Romance, and now Last Bridesmaid. Oh my gosh, so excited. So it's sort of my dream team. We just have such a good time working together. And... We we all get along really well. We hear each other. We um, take each other's ideas. It's very much a, a collaboration. Yeah, that's oh well. We are really excited. We've liked all of uh, the. We we've liked almost all of. What, what am I saying? We've liked all of Paul Campbell's movies. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and so uh, Rachel Bosden is almost always great. And uh, and it's got Clayton Chitty in it, who's very very dreamy. So yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, that is Um, really cool. Well, it's a fun one. I'm really excited to. um, I mean, I've seen the cut. I haven't seen the final yet, Um, but I'm really excited for the audience to see it because I think it's just a really. It's just a, it's a special one to me, and I hope that the audience finds it special yeah. too. It's a special one to me, you know, for a lot of personal reasons, just yeah. because we sold it three years ago and finally it got made, and you know, we it had two of my dear friends in it. You know, yeah. it just was a really great experience being up there with them and shooting, and they had so much fun, and they have great chemistry. Yeah. 
That's really, really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, we thought it would be fun since Nina has done all of the team beat questions, both Christmas and both holiday and regular. We thought it would be fun since this is the recording this the day before the Tony Awards. Uh, we thought it would be fun to just talk for a second about our favorite Broadway musicals. And this, for me at least, was very difficult to whittle things down to a top five. And <laughs> so I have many, many honorable mentions that I could have chosen. Yes, uh, a lot of these are on here for very personal uh, slash nostalgic reasons uh, for me. And, uh, and there's just so many great, great Broadway musicals. <laughs> and uh, so let's do this. It's gonna be fun. Uh, so these aren't necessarily my, my number one is definitely my number one. But they're, they're <laughs> the order eh, is not <laughs> my top five. the rest of them are just kind of like my favorites. Okay. Uh, but nevertheless, and number five for me <laughs> is uh, is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Because obviously the movie was very influential for me as a kid. Uh, the Little Mermaid was uh, the first music I ever remember loving. Uh, and then Beauty and the Beast came along and it's just, it's such a beautiful movie and uh and but then the broadway musical i thought they expanded upon it in the right ways yeah i'm not a big fan of the 2017 movie but i i love the broadway musical my sister both of my sisters have been in it which is fun uh and i when i was uh in 2000 2001 my uh my cousin that i was very close to my cousin and, uh, but she had been doing very, very well. And so we, we came up with this whole scheme that we're going to convince my grandma to take us on a trip to New York city. And what we did is cause my grandma loves the Rockettes very much. And so we told my grandma, we're like, we'll, we'll go see the Rockettes. I mean, we wanted to see the Rockettes anyway, but we knew that would, that would get her interested. So we're like, we'll go see the Rockettes and it'll be so fun. We'll go there for Christmas and whatever. And, and uh, so we uh, we did, and it was just such a wonderful trip. And there's actually two that we saw on that trip uh, on uh, on my list on my top five. Um, okay. And we had it was just such a great memory. And my cousin actually ended up passing away three months later. And so, and, and anything about that trip is just really special to me. And what it's a just special a, experience to share with. Her. Yeah, it's it, something that probably meant so much to her too. Yeah. Like it really did and just the whole idea the beauty is uh is found within is such a great message of it and i just love it so uh that's what i have at number five what do you have at number five at number five i have guys and dolls oh good one a good one fun music flashy costumes just like smile from ear to ear and the kind of music that you can listen to over and over again. And I always gravitate towards the ones that have really fun, like big production numbers, like dancing and stuff like that. 
Yeah. So, and the thing that I could watch, like if the movie were on, if they, if it were playing somewhere, I could see it over and over again. That's also how I judge if it's going to be one of my tops. Love that show so much. Yeah. I love from like when, from the very first song. It's one of those things that just like from the very first song, it just catches you, and you're like, I love this. Yeah. And I love Adelaide's Lament. Is yes. hilarious. <laughs> so fun. If you get a good Adelaide, it's just perfection Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right well my number four on my list is hairspray uh i just i love hairspray i think it's just so energetic and so positive and i i i love that the heroine is a little bit different looking than typical heroines in fact uh in uh in an interview or something that i i heard john waters the original director of the original movie he said that he was really excited about the musical because now the fat girl will finally get cast in the leading role and i'm like yeah that's right Uh, but I just love, I think all That's the songs are just so, inf- so infectious and so like, you just can't help Agreed. it, but you know, Agreed. it's a good one. Yeah. And it has a nice message and, uh, I don't know. I just, I just love it. It's great. Yeah. It's a, and it's about acceptance and equality and it's just really like my kids love it. Yeah. Uh, my kids love the movie, um, musical, the movie with like Zac Efron and, um, yeah. They, uh, yeah. They love it. And um, we still have it on our DVR. They watch it all the time. And they get that, you know, it's like about discrimination and, you know, people's looks or racial discrimination and stuff like they get that and they, they look at that and they just go, what? Like, they won't let the black kids and the white kids dance together. Like, that's so stupid. And I love that they, they're, that to them, that's just they can't understand it. And then this day and age, they're growing up in a world where, you know, there is a lot of that stuff happening, but there still is a lot of racism out there, but that they're really, they think it's so dumb. Yeah. They don't get it. Yeah. And it's also really funny. And I mean, some people are not a big fan of the makeup job of John Travolta in the movie, but I'm fine with it. And I don't know. I forget it's him. I completely forget it's him. <laughs> And it's just, it's just charming and heartwarming and great. So what do you have at number four? West Side Story. Oh, classic. Yeah. um, That's another one that the big numbers, the dance numbers, the do, 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 you know, that kind of stuff. There's just like certain like moments and certain things that just like the second that like the snapping starts and stuff, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in. Uh I sit up a little taller. I love that. And I love, you know, the dancing and the, it, it, that's another one about sort of just racial discrimination a little bit yeah. and the gangs and the Puerto Ricans and the Americans. And I love that show. So yeah. it's so good. I mean, you take the Romeo and Juliet story and uh, just make it unique. And I love, uh, you know, I, I love Puerto Rico. Yeah. about the steven spielberg yeah how are you feeling about that a little nervous i love ansel elgort but is he tony can he sing i hope so i hope so the girl they got for maria is an amazing singer is she yeah you should hear her on youtube i know that they did like a big search and stuff but yeah i'm i'm in i'll be there opening weekend for sure but um I'm like, okay, I, I'm, I'm going to give the Ansel Elgort benefit of the doubt. Yeah. 
he does seem like a little bit of an odd choice, but he was but really adorable. charming. He was really charming in um, Baby Baby Driver. Baby Driver. I loved Baby Driver. Yeah, he I was good in that. I think he's a great actor. I really like him a lot. I just, is he Tony? We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> but you have you, you have the uh, Stephen Sondheim lyrics. A lot of people forget that he wrote the lyrics right. to that, and yes. uh, he was so it's and it's Leonard really Bernstein. fun. Yes, it's. Uh, I mean, it's it, you've got so much going for it that yeah. he's he. It, I I hope he can deliver. I, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to get on board. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, my number, th- my number three uh, is The Light in the Piazza. I love this show. Uh, it's uh, I used to see it on a trip to New York, not the one with my cousin, but um, it's a beautiful story about a mother and a daughter who go over to Italy, and uh, she's kind of the daughter is kind of. Uh, I don't know what the correct word these days is, but she's special needs. She has a, the, she's got a remedial level of, of I don't know what you call it nowadays, <laughs> but anyway, she's she's got the uh, brain level of like a, a child, right? Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and so she's kind of treated very gently by her mom and kind of you know not not allowed to make any of her own choices and other other things like that and uh they end up she ends up meeting this italian man in the piazza or whatever and it's very romantic Morrison. oh yeah yeah Did you and Carson in it yeah and kelly o'hara kelly o'hara oh and, um, it was incredible and, uh, and i forget the um, victoria um victoria clark clark yeah, she was incredible. Yeah. The music is so challenging. It's so hard. It has all of these yeah. really hard harmonies and really, it, but it's just so beautiful. And because a lot of these other musicals, it's like mm, with a little training, almost anyone could sing them. Not the case with this one. This one yeah. is hard and beautiful. I've never seen it. Yeah, it's really, that's probably why it's not done that much is because it's really hard. Hard, um, yeah. But it's, it's definitely uh, just, it's a beautiful story about love and uh, it's very, you know, it's very, very romantic. So it's my third favorite. What about you? Number three, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> I know we have some overlap there. Yeah. <laughs> another one that I just could see it again and again. It's coming back here this year. And I've, I've seen it twice and I just, I, I, it's so innovative and so beautiful and emotional and the music is incredible. It just is such a feat and an accomplishment. I, I, I love it so much. Yeah. And I listen to it in the car all the time and I sing at the top of my lungs and people look at me like I'm a crazy person. Yeah. I actually, I knew that you were going to talk about it. So I, <laughs> I put Beauty and the Beast on my list, but, but yes, Hamilton is amazing. And I saw it last year for the first time and I had to pay a lot of money for my tickets. And so I was thinking this better be worth all the hype. Yeah. <laughs> this better be worth it. And because yep. it had been, obviously at that point, it had been so hyped. And of course I love the music and I love In the Heights. Lin-Manuel Miranda's Yeah, I love movies. In the Heights. It's so good. And I'm really excited for that movie to come out. Yeah, me too. But, uh, but 
I, I, you know, so I was a little bit nervous just because I had spent so much money on my, on my things, but it was one of the highlights of my whole year last year. And it was incredible. It was so good. And I thought they didn't overdo it on this sort of hip hop elements. They use it because there's a lot of just traditional Broadway elements in there. It's got everything. Yeah. It's got everything. Every style. Yeah. It's so well done. Mm -hmm. And just the characters are really, really great and interesting. And there's no characters that you feel like that the, that the script is just trolling for lack of a better word like everybody you feel like is a well-rounded interesting character you know because it's so easy and stuff when you're talking about the past to just make like for instance in the disney's pocahontas you know these these characters from the past are either just turned into this this hero that's perfect or these villain you know these total villains and that's easy to be cliche about it yeah and in 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 the in hamilton even someone like Aaron Burr is very interesting. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very interesting and done very well. So it's, it's great. It is worth the hype. It lived up, at least for me, it totally lived up to the hype. I felt the same way before I saw it and I saw it on Broadway the first time I saw it. And, um, I was like, is this going to be worth it? I had one, I got one house seat. I was able to, from somebody who was in the show, yeah. got me one house seat. So I had, I went by myself. It was $200 and I was like, okay, <laughs> I hope this is everything that it was cracked up to be. So um, the second it started, I just, I got a little emotional, but I was like, I'm here. I'm in the room where it happens. You know, I'm in the room. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, I had been wanting to see it so badly. And from the first moment, I was just like, this is so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really good. So my number two is the second movie I and mean, second my number two is the second show that I saw on this trip with my cousin uh, and both of my sisters have also been in it is the music man uh, is a musical that I love I love the message about finding good in even even a scoundrel who's you know trying to swindle you that snake oil salesman yeah snake oil salesman <laughs> and uh, that uh, you know, that Marion opens herself up to love, you know, Tilda was you is such a beautiful song. All the songs I think are great. I mean, trouble is hilarious. So yeah. trombones is great. Uh, I, I, you know, I love the movie, Shirley Jones, Robert Preston, incredible. Um, and I don't know, I just think it's a very hopeful piece and a very, uh, and it, yet it doesn't forget to be funny. It doesn't forget to, uh, to just uh, entertain you in every way that you could be entertained very romantic mm-hmm. so a classic yeah a classic. so it's and it just has that special memory of uh of seeing it with my cousin so yeah <laughs> uh what do you have at number two at number two i have dream girls oh. which was the first show i ever saw on broadway i was a kid i'd never been to a broadway show before i was little and i was blown away like <laughs> just mouth agape and <laughs> bought the cassette tape <laughs> after, after I saw it, I got the cassette tape because that's how long ago it was and was just 
I wore that thing out. And that's one of those things. And the movie, I thought the movie was fine. Um, it was a lot, a lot of years of loving that show before they did a movie. Yeah. Um, and I'd seen quite a few productions of it. And, and I just, I think that that is one of those shows that needs to be on the stage. Yeah. Yeah, the movie was 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 decent. Okay, good. Uh, my number one is the first music after The Little Mermaid that I ever really fell in love with. I knew every line to every song in Les Miserables uh, growing up, and it was the first movie I actually saw. Movie is the first musical that I actually saw on Broadway, New York Broadway. The first yeah. musical that I ever saw was uh, Phantom of the Opera in San Francisco, actually. <laughs> but, uh, and so that was really fun. Um, but uh, Les Miserables, I just I absolutely love the story about it's a you know, really fantastic show. the you know you have mercy you have mercy you don't have a villain in maybe the Thenardi is a little bit of a villain but they're just doing what they know um but you have i, I always saw javert as kind of a villain he but he he's doing what he knows is right like right. he believes in it. justice and enforcing like the law don't want him to you obviously jump Valjean. Yeah, you know. obviously don't want him to win, but you understand his point of view. So that's what makes him. It's kind of like what we're saying with Hamilton. It, it makes him very. You, you can root for him very easily because you know he, on in his life world, he's doing the obvious. He's the moral good. He's the hero of the right. story. Right. Uh, and so, so it just makes him really interesting. And his star song is so great and uh just all the music is so beautiful and i the 10th anniversary concert is i mean i literally knew every line to every song and i mean i watched that (laughs) so many times and i i've seen it three times on broadway i just absolutely love it and the movie is flawed yeah it has problems but I just love those songs so much yeah, that I, great, I, I, I can still enjoy it. And a beautiful show. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I think it's wonderful. It was just here and I didn't see it. Um, it was just at the Pantages here in LA and I didn't mm-hmm. see it because I had seen, I've seen it so many times that <laughs> I didn't go to that one. Yeah. But um, a very solid number one. Okay, good. I can <laughs> you have your number your one. List. It's a solid list. All right. Okay. My number one is a show that I have seen probably seven times, three times on Broadway, once in Vegas, a couple times here is (laughs) Jersey Boys. Ah, yeah. And when I saw it, in, on Broadway, the first time, my friend Jennifer Nemo played the original Mary Delgado on Broadway. So I went and was going to see her. And um, when I first heard about it, and they were saying it's Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, I thought Frankie and Annette, like Beach Blanket Babylon. That's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw I was like, ah, <laughs> you know like when I started seeing stuff about it, I was like where are the surfboards where's the beach you know I didn't know I was confused but that I saw like I was so blown away by it and I could sit through it over and over and over again yeah it is such a fun show 
I actually haven't seen it, but I know the music, the sound cast recording very well. And yeah, the movie wasn't great. The movie was an atrocity of that show. <laughs> it didn't have one of the great things about that show is the energy. Yeah. And the movie, they just tried to do a straight movie. Like I think sometimes they'd be better off just film the stage show and put it out in theaters yeah. like they did with Newsies. Right. My kids are obsessed with it. They love it. They watch the stage show or they did that with Legally Blonde, which almost made my top five because that's another one of my very favorite shows, Legally yeah. Blonde. And they, um, I think that sometimes with Broadway shows, it's so much about the energy of being on stage that if they just filmed the show, that would do it justice more yeah. than a movie. I agree with you. I mean, or at least give it to somebody like the director of Hairspray, the movie, Mark Shaman. Give it to someone like that with a little bit of energy, a little bit. Like Clint Eastwood, what on earth were they thinking? He made it like a drama, like a, <laughs> like a gangster drama like, with music in it about yeah. gangsters. And that's not what the show is. No. It really it's about these like you know, local Jersey ne'er-do-wells who, you know, find their only way out of their town is you either go to jail or you get famous. Like that's how yeah. you, that's how you make your way in the world. And so these guys are such interesting characters. They're so fun. The music is so fun. I, I could see it over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Clint Eastwood's an incredible director directing like war movies or directing Gran Torino movies like that. Yeah. He's great at. This was not it. Not a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good choice. Uh, that is really fun. So yeah. So I, for mine, I have Beauty and the Beast. Uh, and then Hairspray, and then Light in the Piazza, Music Man, and Les Miserables is my five. Right. Good choices. My five, Jersey Boys, Dream Girls, Hamilton, West Side Story, Guys and Dolls. Yeah, very, very good. I love it. This is really fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. I, you know, I could talk about theater all day long and, you know, twice yeah. on Sunday, so. Well, and I'm going to be doing over on my channel with my friend Hayden, uh, we are going to be doing a full recap of the Tony Awards. So check, uh, check that out. Once, oh, I once will it's, check it out. Yeah. Once it's done, I'll put a link in the description. Um, but uh, so that should be, that should be fun. And uh, thank you so much, Nina. This was great. I appreciate it. Especially. Again. It's always fun. Especially with all you have going on. This was really nice of you know, to take I'm time. Sorry about the banging and the <laughs> drilling and the power going out in the middle. <laughs> That's okay. We just need on your Insta story or something when it's all done, we need to get the, the, the kitchen tour oh for sure yeah <laughs> for sure. when it's all done in another month or so yeah definitely. well very cool well everybody needs to tune right. in to the to the last bridesmaid uh this this upcoming week and uh and second what's that it's June 22nd. Yeah. Everybody needs to tune into The Last Bridesmaid, June 22nd on Hallmark Channel. It's going to be amazing. We're really excited for it. And how can people follow you on social media? So I'm on uh, Instagram as Nina Weinman Swift. And I am on Twitter. I think, I think it's N-I-B-E-W-E -E is my Twitter handle. 
great. Make sure you guys are following Nina. She's, she's the best. <laughs> and you're going to see all her, her having fun with Paul Campbell. And Rachel. <laughs> if you follow it, but, but yeah, you can follow me at Rachel's reviews, all of her social media and on iTunes and YouTube and make sure you're following the podcast, homeworkies podcast all over the place. And if you're listening on iTunes, if you can give us your ratings and reviews, really appreciate that. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, give us a, a thumbs up, subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that. And then we also have our Patreon that, that we have just started that has really been going well and you get a lot of fun bonus features and exclusives and lots of fun stuff. So check that out and uh, check out our merch store. We have just got a lot of fun stuff going on. So thanks again. And uh, Nina, this was great. Thank you and, uh, for we will- having me. We'll get Tell ready for hi, and I missed her this time. Yes, I will, and we'll get ready for movie and uh, for uh, interview number five. <laughs> yes, <be> great. <laughs> right before Hanukkah. Yes, it'll be great. <laughs> All right, okay. we'll talk later. Bye. Bye. Bye.